0: It's Angie for Breakfast, well, extra Angie for Breakfast, because this is the podcast edition where you might get uh, a little bit more insight, in-depth interviews, things that I can't necessarily fit into Breakfast Radio. It's quite rigid, you know, you've got to fit plenty of music in, otherwise there'll be a riot. There's a fella in Manjumup called Rex who drinks at the Gateway, and he already thinks I talk too much, so, (laughs) but if you like my chat, you'll find more of it on this podcast, so subscribe. I've turned into one of those people that like and subscribe, please. Uh, No, but seriously, if you do, you'll get notifications when I put stuff up. And this week, well, we obviously had the horrific bushfires, four emergency warnings all over the state all at the same time. We had one here in our patch with Bridgetown and Hester. I'm going to catch up with a local from there, and I didn't know how to help, so I plugged her music gig for Friday night at the river. We've also got chats with a guy who runs businesses that serve beer and food extremely well, and it's a big local brag. A local brag for a Southwest school doing incredible things and inspiring in the waste space. The top cop, the mayor of Busselton. This is the locals podcast this week for you. Let me know what you think.
1: Fishing. A jerk on one end of the line, waiting for a jerk on the other end. What's Fighting in the southwest on Triple M
0: with Holly Busselton's most famous fisher? I don't
2: know, I don't know how I made, but I think after last time we we're out fishing, I remember you said, you know, I think Maxine's the Bustle's most famous fisher. And wow. I'm just looking around here at the moment, Anne, and and um, there's, there's no other boats out here like. We we're on 30km. I didn't tell you that Let the middle of the day, Oh, yeah. I, mean, we yeah, I
0: didn't we know out. you were on the water. Yeah,
2: we were out fishing. I said to Max, well, I'm going to go in the cabin, but if you catch on, I'll be going, sorry, Angie, I've got to go. So said, yeah.
0: Well, we've actually got to can the fishing talk for just a moment. It's still related, yep. um, but yep. I was talking about it a little earlier this week, and I was looking yep. forward to hearing your thoughts on it. Um, yep. Someone basically, like killed a tiger shark under the jetty. It was a little one. It wasn't doing anyone any harm. They gaffed it in the head, they ripped out all of its teeth, and then they dumped its body back in the ocean. Near the
2: jetty, yeah, but near the jetty, why would they even do that, you know what I mean? But if you're going to catch it, I was talking to Terry Faulkner and said, well, can you eat the tiger?" And he said, you can't see why not, but but even in saying that, when we are out on the beach the other day and um, uh, Bruce bought a Gidgey and you know, he'd come down, he'd shoot, you know, it's going for everything. Said, mate, like I say to my kids, if you're not going to eat it, leave it alone, you know, just admire it in the waters, sir. So. And oh, I know you, you do don't like, like sharks,
0: that? and I know that, I yeah. and we know that I love them, and I get really excited <laughs> to see them diving. But what yep. what this incident has kicked off is it'll end up being a war between divers and fishers, which is not yep. what anything is no, about. No. But there's now a bigger push to um, look at the jetty and consider the whole jetty for right. a yeah. um, a marine park to protect yep. it because it is. It is so beautiful, but then you know, then people miss out. Yeah, so you've got to yeah, fish the responsibly. For the on
2: the jetty, exactly. Yeah. So yeah they, yeah, they don't think. I don't think, you know. So
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. all right, well, right, we'll move away from that, and I, well, they'll find the guys. They, like I said to you, you know, they can't keep their mouth shut. They'll brag to someone, and someone will brag to someone else. You know, it'll get back to everyone, and they'll get done. So they always get caught, those idiots. So. I
0: just can't imagine, like you know, I dive the jetty all the time. Imagine yep. me, like scuba yep. diving coming along the bottom, yep. and then coming across that, like. Yep. Oh. Yep. I want you forever. Yeah, it it for sure, reminds so. me of the people that like um, shoot big game in Africa and have like yeah. pictures with giraffes yeah, yeah, and lions yeah. and tigers. And everything
2: else with it. That's, yeah, what it, that's the
0: same yeah. thing.
2: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But
0: anyway. Sorry, oh, I just, no,
2: just wanted to talk about no, my poor little tiger point. shark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I always say a yeah, good shark's a dead shark, but um, yeah, but unless you're going to eat it, yeah, leave it alone. Just let it keep going. So, yeah, exactly. As much as we all want a set of yeah, nice teeth in the shed, but yeah, no, let it go. it's but, gross. Yes, <laughs> it's
0: gross. Anyway, Holly, we've got all something right, very go. important that we need to talk about. Right, I need to know it. what the weather is for Sunday morning because I have not <laughs> done enough training to swim the Bustleton jetty. <laughs>
2: And well, I'm scared. Well, Cameron and I will be out there on, on row, Max, and we'll just find which one you are, and even Kelly's out there swimming as well, and we'll just throw you a line and we'll drag you around there. So. <laughs> I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> no, I know. But, now the weather's looking really good at South Eastly. 13 knots in the morning, so I think you'll be fine. Once you get around the bend and come on the other side, you'll be protected by all the pillars there, so that should be pretty good. So, And also, just want to bring up, too, all the, the sailing regatta has been on this week. Oh. So looks really picturesque out in the ocean. And when you drive along the foreshore, these, you know, yachts are out in the water. I think it was about 86 or something uh, Karen was saying. So, yeah, it looks amazing. And the water's been so good from Probably not enough wind for them at the minute, though. But, um, yeah, that just looks really good. But in saying that, too, they do think they own Port Deogreph up there when they're there. But, uh, that's, that's all right. They can, for, yeah, they can have it for a week. Yeah, they can it for a week. Actually, there was something
0: um really cool seen off the coast of Augusta this week. Yeah. And it's this really funky boat, sailboat thing. I've never seen anything like it. And apparently the guy's name is Maurice and he's the owner and it's a sea bug. It was a rescue vessel off a huge ship in Norway and it could rescue 70 people. It was unsinkable. He um, sails it between Albany and um, our part of the world, and yep. yeah, he uh, he couldn't he couldn't he was worried when he couldn't see the Lewin Lighthouse to navigate coming into Augusta. But the scaffolding's up at the moment on there; yep. they're doing some yep. stuff. Nice. And then Good. there's a like there's a big bar thing on the side. It was a seating area for coffee and fishing, and it's so cool. I will send you a picture okay.
2: of it. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, awesome. All right, well the squid have been going off. Sculzy's been getting out there in your eight to ten meters guys. like he said. Get your jig down to the bottom. Work out which jig works the Best. he says it's a purple one i think it is purple with yellow fins on it sort of thing he uses them and the map from the make it's been getting out on the jetty as well getting a few squid getting a few herring get a few um potty whiting as well i was talking to tomo last night as well he's he uh, last week he went out off the cape and he said this one day he said they couldn't not miss a bite you know what i mean the they were fish were biting really well in like the 45 50 meters but then his son went out the same area the next day couldn't get a bite you know so. Like we always say, it's, that's why it's called fishing and not catching. So get out <laughs> off the cape, guys. Um, crayfish have been a bit slow, as we know. But um, Mal from uh, Mal Cockman, he's been around on the west coast, and he actually sent a nice photo through of a nice big, uh, I think it was a southern fighter as well. And he's, yeah, he's die hard. He'll go there every day, you know what I mean, and rebate and do this. So uh, I think he's only got about three crays over the last sort of three or four months. So he, he is persistent and he will get a feed. Um, the potty whiting have gone a bit quiet. Tomo has, because he's on holidays or something, he's been out. He said, he's still getting a feed of them, but not many. Um, and also talking to me, mate Matt, uh, Max, he's been still getting those King George guys, like I said, get up early. Um, sort of, yeah, Dunsborough way away more so, like I say, left of the jetty, and they're doing pretty well up there. Crabs, um, talking to your boss, Jared, sent me a message, said he got my number off you and was asking me about if the crabs were running. And um, I sort of put him in the right direction, I hope. So I hope they're getting a few of them. And I know they are, because Will's been even scooping in the nighttime, and they've been getting a nice feed of them. And also in saying that too, Chad was out scooping the other night, And he's looked in where the water's just lapping on the beach. There was a squid there. So he scooped up the the squid right on the beach there as well. So (laughs) awesome. Our Marin season's finished, too, guys. And I heard they did have a really good year on that, too. The Cable River performs really well, as it always does every year. So uh, I love my Marin. All right, the weekend weather. Saturday, southwesterly 11 knots. Swinging southerly, 15 knots by lunchtime. And then south southerly, 16 knots in the Arvo. And then Sunday, like for your jetty swim, South 13 knots. Which is beautiful, dropping off to a south-easterly nine knots, and then the sea breeze, south 15 knots in the um, afternoon. And <laughs> I think you just <laughs> get about an Easter long weekend next week, guys. Monday, Tuesday, Friday looks really good for fishing, so tight line. <laughs> <laughs> and fish
0: responsibly, please. <laughs>
2: exactly. I'm not going to eat them, leave them alone.
0: It's Triple M Southwest this morning. Happy Friday. And as you know, I like spreading a little extra Friday magic around. And as you know, I'm a bit of an ocean frother and I like to keep the waste where it needs to be. And a big part of that is educating our youth. I never got educated on anything like this when I was growing up. So thank God for teachers like Michelle, who's at Mania College, who has had a huge impact on her school and her students, and they have won the 2021 Waste Sorted School Awards. Yes, Mania. Hello, Michelle.
3: Hi, Angie. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for a wonderful introduction. That is lovely to hear. But, yes, we're super excited that we won the Waste Sorted School of the Year in 2021.
0: And so and tell us a little bit about what that program involved and, you know, what it means to be the winners. What did the kids have to do?
3: Okay, to, to do the winners, what we did is we had a look at our current waste system. So we looked at... Um, We basically did, with the city of Bunbury, who had been fantastic, we did a waste audit. And we had 119 bins within our school, which means that at the end of the day, we were putting 119 plastic bags in a skip, a large skip, that was going to landfill. So we just thought, right, we need to do better. So if the community was going three bins, why doesn't the school go three bin system? So we got rid of our skip bin. We got rid of all the 119 bin systems. We have no bins in classrooms, no bins at student desk or administration desk. And we have the three bins. So it's forcing everyone to sort that out into FOGO, recycle or general waste. And we also have um, our cash for cans. And we also do soft plastics that goes to Coles and Woolworths with the red kite plastic there. So we actually, to be honest, we have five bins around the school. Um, we also realised that that wasn't just enough because we were using things like batteries, pens, you know, um, you know lids, etc. So we have a recycling hub where we take those to waste areas like office works, um, battery place. City of Bunbury has great recycling hubs that we can use and we also part of TerraCycle. And we also then our canteen changed everything and to bioplastic. Um, so it was compostable and our college cleaners were fantastic as well as our canteen staff. and we changed all of our bin liners to compostable rubbish bags and we looked at making sure all of our products and toilet paper, etc., was recyclable. And so it was fabulous to put all that together and to be honoured with the Waste School of the year in 2021 because it acknowledged the work that the students and staff at the college were doing to ensure that we were, I guess, addressing a global national and local issue of the importance of waste management.
0: That I don't even know. I'm speechless. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> now, just so we can, in like, spread that enthusiasm and this initiative around the southwest, is it costing the school more or less?
3: Less. <gasps> so that's what we also budgeted out. Um, and also that included um, looking at compostable bin liners, et cetera. It was more expensive what we were spending on our own bin liners, and because we were throwing so many out per day, and also having a skip bin and all of those things. So, we actually stayed, we worked out, the students worked out, uh, it was approximately $2,000 a year.
0: Wow. Do you know what? I am really passionate about this, and I've talked about waste in one form or another for a long time on the radio. But you have inspired me. You and your students have inspired me. I'm going to waste audit the, the Radio HQ yes. and I'm going to I'm gonna do it here in my workplace because that's what this is about, isn't it?
3: It certainly is. And look, we were incredibly lucky to work with Jo Walker from the city of Bunbury. She came out and did the waste audit with the students and we worked out most of our waste was, of course, food waste. And so we shouldn't have so many general waste bins within the college. We needed more FOGO waste bins. Um, so it was fantastic. She was a great support. So I really encourage everyone to um, contact their local shires and to, to use their expertise and their advice on what we can do and also to be part of, you know, like it was a shame that we were doing something at our school that was different, like throwing out to general waste where uh, at home you were using your three bins. It just didn't make any sense.
0: You haven't stopped, have you, Michelle?
3: No, look, I think the ward inspired us, um, to continue because we felt so proud and honoured to be part of that community that was making a difference. So, in 2021, you would have known there was a raise awareness of textile waste in landfill. Yep. So, what students did was they organised a free market where students could provide and swap clothing and accessories that normally would be given to charity shops or thrown into the landfill. And the whole idea was to try and, and decrease the amount of textile waste in the community and to encourage reusing and repurposing of clothes where possible. So basically, they um, brought in their clothes items and accessories, and they did a swap. And what we can see was it would also help raise awareness to hopefully help um, people change their perspective regarding product consumption. And so that will continue in our college this year as well, is to have these free markets of repurposing clothing items. So students are not just going out and hopefully not, you know, just jumping on the fast fashion bandwagon and buying more and more, but actually re reusing and repurposing so we don't see that large waste in landfill and we're also working closely with the Dolphin Discovery Centre with their storm chasers. So storm chasers main goal is to reduce the pollution entering our oceans and so the students are um, doing promotional videos um, to help create, I guess used to actually be involved to go down their beaches to pick up their rubbish where they can record with the Dolphin Discovery Centre dispose of it collectively and also encourage people to keep an eye out for animals in distress, and to contact the Dolphin Discovery Centre when it's needed. And I know that that's a little passion of yours, Andy, as well, so that's a big one. And we're also working very, very closely with Milligan, who's a wonderful organisation that focuses on bringing community together. So, due to the current climate of food scarcity, we're starting a new project with Milligan and how we can assist them in contrib- contributing to food security. So Milligan have their own community garden where they offer people within the community to access the projects for free. And so along with recipes and suggestions, etc. so we are currently meeting with Milligan on how we can grow fruit and vegetables here at Mania, create recipe books and videos to contribute to Milligan's aim of going from scarcity and isolation to abundance and connections. So it's been inspiring, and I just would encourage all schools to be part of the Waste authorities Waste Sorted Awards because you learn what other people are doing and you get inspired to actually make that difference that is needed in our community, in our environment.
0: This is incredible, Michelle. This is actually incredible. And, you know, so many people look at the problems of the world and they look at them and they say, they're so big and I'm so small and what I do can't make <laughs> a difference. But, Michelle, you're one person, and I bet it started with you and an experience you had in your life that has has brought on an entire school and now an entire community.
3: Wow, the community is already out there. It's about finding that, isn't it? But, I mean, you're right. We all start from our personal experiences and our passions. But, you know, I think it really is that saying, isn't it, you know, that small difference adds up to big differences, doesn't it? And I think people feel overwhelmed when they think, "What can I do?" But if we just all started out smallly, even if it was just sorting our waste correctly, it, it all adds up to that big difference. And I think that we've got to realize that we're all part of this global world, and we all have a responsible role to play to be active citizens and to be you know change agents. We need, we need to play our part, I think, and to inspire those around us to do it, you know. We can see that through our wonderful, you know, leaderships that we have that, you know, are out there championing the way, like I said, with the community groups we're working with are just mind-blowing what they're doing. And so we're lucky that they have allowed us to work with them.
0: Oh, well, they're lucky to have you. And, uh, and as am I, thank you so much for being on the show.
3: Oh, more than welcome. And Angie, thank you very much. And hopefully to both of us, we can promote some active change.
0: introducing, uh, well, you might not have met him. You might have. Um, he is responsible for many a pint pulled around the southwest and in Perth. His name is Lawson Douglas. Hello.
4: Good morning. How that- are you?
0: Yeah, good. Yeah, get you closer to the microphone. You look terrified of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Lawson is one of the legends behind Treendale Farm in Australind and has been recognised as Australia Australia's best Family dining experience at the National Australian Hotels Association Award for Excellence.
4: Congratulations! Thanks a lot, Angie.
0: I mean, what you guys have been around five minutes? What is it, a year?
4: Oh, you, it would be thirteen months or so, I think. You know.
0: And that's a pandemic thirteen
4: months. So that's, that's right. Built during the uh, built during the COVID lockdown, and then reopened at the end of uh, twenty twenty.
0: I can't believe that. So just to give people a bit of an indication on the the level of accolade that is, I mean, it was what, like one out of like ten. Recognized
4: 10 business. recognized, I think, nationally as being the in the best in their categories and best family dining for little old uh, Treendale Farm Hotel.
0: Yes, it's a <laughs> win for the little guys. Um, I'm stoked for you. I'm also entirely nervous because I just made you a coffee given that it's early and Mm. you know you've you've got a a reputation I just want to know how my coffee making skills are
4: I think it's up there with the best of them I think uh you've you've got a you've got a job waiting for you
0: (laughs) yes when I get kicked off the radio I'll be back in bartending don't you worry (laughs) um obviously it's not something you can do on your own so can we talk a little bit about your team
4: absolutely then all the awards should be uh recognizing the team it's their it's their awards they're the ones we we have the vision and we have the dream and we've built the venue and they're the ones that execute it and they're the ones that have turned it the Trindale Farm Hotel into what it is Um, you know the community venue that uh, everyone's just embraced and jumped on and and, you know it's um it's it's quite something they're they're very very happy the team and they know it's all because of their hard work and sweat and uh, late nights
0: and, you know, let's be very honest, um, which yeah, I don't want to take away from the excitement of the award, but let's, you know, acknowledge the fact that hospitality, tourism, anything in that sort of space has been so disproportionately hit with everything. Now we've got mandates and checking fines and everyone feels really awkward about it and it's getting really weird. So to have been able to keep your staff as such this amazing family team and battle through these, I hate the word, unprecedented mm. times, but, I mean, it, it has to be said.
4: Absolutely. There's been challenges like we could have never thought of over the last couple of years, but, you know, hospitality is, you know, one of the most dynamic industries and that attracts dynamic people. So, you know, how our team have handled all the... Um, you know, uh, restrictions and and changes, um, you know, and and having to implement them with customers. You know, you take your hat off to them because they're the ones on the front line. And and, and they're doing that whilst creating this venue and this vibe that, you know, we've been recognised for, you know, nationally as the best family dining venue in Australia-wide. You you just, you you wonder some days how they do it because, uh, you know... It's tough. It's tough. It's it's very tough for them.
0: Now, um, it's not to say that I don't like the East Coast. I come from Cairns. Um, I've lived in Canberra, uh, but I love the West, and I love the West sometimes wait a while. I love that the East Coast forget about us, um, and I love it even more when a West Australian business puts us on the map for something as brilliant as this. So thank you guys for what you do and um, pouring pints and keeping us all fed.
4: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Cheers, Angie. And
0: thanks for coming in because I really did want to make a song and dance about it today because it's nothing to sneeze at, that's for sure. Yeah,
4: I really appreciate it. Thanks,
0: If you haven't heard about Tracy Barnett and her amazing music, well, I'm about to tell you. If you have, then you know what I'm about to say. Uh, But something you might not realise is uh, Tracy, when we talk about it, you know, she's from Bridgetown. She's not. She's from Hester. So she had a really, really crappy weekend. Tracy, Hello.
5: How are you doing, Angie?
0: <laughs> I don't I don't even know like the words to say for the weekend that you had, but you you posted up on your um Tracy Barnett music, you know, fan page, um, a bit of an insight into what happened uh with your home, with your horses, with your family farm over the weekend and it just sounds horrific.
5: It was a pretty horrible weekend <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um Yeah, we we all got through it, but, you know, and that's what I've kind of got to look at. Um, It was horrific, but it could have been so, so, so much worse. And, um, yeah, I'm grateful for that much, you know.
0: I know. And that's the kind of human you are. Like, you're always like, cool, that was rubbish, but this is good. Always looking (laughs) for that silver lining. Um, I think you've got
5: to, don't you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's hard to do that. It it says a lot about the person that you are that you can do that because, you know, not everyone's going to be feeling that at the moment. And I'm sure you've got, you know, members in your community that have lost homes. Uh, Your home is still there. You're just waiting to go back to it until it's safe. Um, So it's just everyone's in a different situation, aren't they?
5: Yeah, they certainly are, and and I'm feeling for those the the, uh, the people who did lose their home in Hester. That's um, I cannot imagine because I had a taste of that when we we were falsely notified that our house had been lost. Oh, and, what? Um, uh I, I, So I've had a taste of of what it feels like, and I just can't imagine you know, what they're going through to have that confirmed. So, yeah, my thoughts are with those people, that's for sure.
0: Oh, God. And and for you and your hubby to go through that, like just getting that stomach drop thinking you'd lost everything because you've got obviously heaps of guitars that I'm sure didn't pack up into a little convenience suitcase, but you've got horses that, you know, make up a whole big part of who Tracy Barnett is. And, oh, I can't I can't imagine that. That's rough, so yeah Jesus. yeah i'
5: I'm, I'm as, as I say, like it's um it it was a horrible time, but i'm i'm and I'm still bloody exhausted, <laughs> let me tell you, but um i I still just keep kind of you know looking around me and going, you know, we are okay, yeah every everyone's all right, so just yeah, I'm just trying to reassure myself with that now, yeah.
0: Well, if, I know that the Red Cross is doing fundraising. I know the CWA, the Men Shed, everyone in Bridgetown is sort of doing a full community response to this. So if you need to know where to go to help people who have lost so much, um, you know, Red Cross is always a, a good place to at least start and see what you can do to help. Um, something that I figured I could help with... <laughs> is uh giving your gig a plug it's tonight at the river in margaret river um so i know that music is so essential to to who you are and you'll always create music but creating music for an audience is just so much better
5: oh definitely you know particularly it's it's that connection that is just makes it extra magic and um you know, particularly in the climate that musicians have had for the previous couple of years, going on three years, every single gig is sacred. So, yeah, I'm stoked.
0: Yeah, so if you want to... You know, get into some good blues and hear the best of Tracy. She's going to need a big boost when she gets up on stage because she's exhausted after the week from hell. Uh, so if you're keen for a gig, Margaret River tonight at the River. Um, Tracy, I'm so glad you're okay. I'm I'm rocking your T-shirt right now because I bought that from your last gig. It's an excellent T-shirt. Oh, yay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and um, yeah, it's uh, I'm just glad to hear that you and your fam are all right. So thanks for the chat.
5: Oh, thanks so much for having me on and and all your ongoing support. You've been ama- amazing, Ange. Thank you.
0: Top cop for the Southwest, Jeff Stewart. Hello. Hey, Ange. Well, my God, we've got another week. Um, four emergency fires. We had trucks exploding on the South Australia-West Australia border. It's all a little bit much, isn't shark it? Shark attack. Shark attack. Uh, it's a bit it's a going happening.
6: on. Last, last week we had the plane hitting a kangaroo. <laughs> so, what? uh, last, last week in all, in Augusta, we had a plane hit a kangaroo that uh, landed in the paddock. And, uh, so I thought we talked about it last week, but everyone was okay. Two people survived that crash and they're, uh, they're not seriously injured, but, uh, we had a plane last week. I knew week, about uh, the
0: plane crash I didn't know it, they hit a kangaroo on top of yeah,
6: it yeah yeah poor Jeez. skippy uh, yeah all right yeah.
0: Well, what, what else, what's ha- we had a fatal in binning up breaks my heart
6: yeah no it is it's uh, it's been one of those crazy periods and like you said uh, you know uh, four level three bushfires unheard of uh, to have all going at the same time and um, and but everyone responded and uh, and did what they needed to do. And uh, and the one in our area has been downgraded at Bridgetown, and uh, and uh, we've still got people over there, just the same as every all uh, the assets from uh, DFES and uh, bushfires and all that are uh, are all over there mopping up and things like that. So yeah, we're very fortunate that um, um, it went as it did, although it's caused a lot of uh, pain for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and uh, some structures got touched up and uh, and that, but. Uh, I, I keep on saying it, Ange, we are just so friggin' lucky that we have these people in our community that race out and fight fires.
0: What I get a bit worried about is given the, the frequency and the severity of the ones we've seen over summer. And, and then obviously like three and four in one day over the weekend, um, is volunteers going to be enough?
6: Well, it's the volunteers are the ones who respond. It's everyone else doing their part in it as well about people having fire plans and, uh, uh people actually putting mitigation uh fire uh, things into their properties making sure they've uh, done the right thing about uh cutting back vegetation and the the like and whether when they need to or where they need to and uh so the fire the volleys uh are just one part of it a big part of it is the community doing their bit making sure they have a fire plan so they know what to do when when the time comes and uh And we don't want people, you know, um, getting caught out. It could be devastating. could be really devastating.
0: All right. In um, everything else that's been happening, usually about this time you start getting some rumours about arson, but I haven't heard anything in terms of Bridgetown. Do we know how it started yet?
6: Uh, No, it's it's undetermined at this stage, but uh, we've had uh, people down looking at it and so forth. And at this stage, we don't uh, see it as suspicious but um and uh, but the investigation is still continuing and the cause is undetermined.
0: Yeah, right. Bit of a Kelly one. Yeah. Um well, on top of, you know, trucks exploding on the on the border and fires everywhere and plane crashes hitting kangaroos. Have you had anything else going on, Jeff?
6: Um have I had anything else going? No, this pretty much been my life the last few days. And, uh, but also all our, uh, our front liners. um, it's been pretty calm cool. We've, it's been all hands on deck, yeah. uh, as I said, for the other agencies as well, but, uh, pretty much, I think, uh, to come to work Sunday morning and knowing that, uh, we had people standing out at the rollover on Forest Highway, where a 20 year old man and his, uh, infant child passed away. And, uh, uh, it was just devastating. And it's just um, the the coppers, the, the ambos, uh, the investigators go out there and it's just it's such a tragic thing. And, uh, and fortunately, the two kids in the in the back of the car survived and they're okay. But we've got a, a dad and an infant baby now passed away and uh, and it's just shocking. So all I can say is please, please, please drive safe. Drive to conditions, and just um, and just keep having conversations about uh, road safety, and that amongst your family and your colleagues, and things like that.
0: Um, I did say this yesterday, but I, I think it's worth repeating. Also, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that have gone through hell and back over the last um, week or so. So if there's someone driving a bit slower on the roads, it could be because they're absolutely exhausted and that's about as fast as they can go. So lots of lots of patience on the road, uh, lots of empathy. There's a lot of people going through it at the moment. So, Jeff, it's always great talking to you to keep up the reminders of looking after each other.
6: Yeah, and I'm going to still say it, and it'll be said with a bit of slower this time, but go the Eagles in 2022.
0: <laughs> it's Triple M Southwest. And joining me on the line is Mayor Henley of the beautiful city of Bustleton, still calling it the events capital of the world. We're still managing to pull off massive scale events like the ones happening in the city this weekend. Mayor Henley, welcome.
1: Good morning, Edge. Good morning to all your listeners. Yeah, it certainly is a beautiful day in, in Bustleton today.
0: Now, tell me, have you looked at the forecast for Sunday?
1: Uh, I think it's looking okay. Yeah, not too hot, but yeah, it should be, should be okay. Not too windy. That's the main thing. That's
0: for, the main thing. So yeah, not,
1: not too lumpy.
0: I'm uh, taking on the Jetty Swim solo. I did it in a team last year and I think I have really underestimated it and I don't haven't put in the training that I should have. I'm going to finish it but if the wind's up, oh, I'm going to be in a world of pain.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll be out there supporting you all the way around, engine. Just head, head down and keep going. That's, that's, that's it. Just,
0: just keep yeah. swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> the thing about the Bustleton Jetty weekend, you know, we've got the, the run on the Saturday and then the swim on the Sunday is it's just not for competitors. It's for the whole community.
1: Yeah, a lot of people get down and, and support um, family members and, and loved ones who, who are competing, and, it, and it's a, a great venue to be able to do that. Um, both the fun run and, and half marathon on uh, on Saturday, and then um, for those that turn out, the crazy people that turn out again on Sunday uh, to swim around the jetty. But uh, yeah, it's it's a great time for the whole family to get down and and uh, and support both visitors who inject obviously a lot of money into the local economy. Every year in, in this great uh, iconic homegrown event, um, but also um, for local people who participate in great numbers.
0: Brilliant. Now we've also got on our agenda this morning about the vast Community Cinema. What's happening there?
1: Yeah, so Community Cinema out in uh, out in Bass and. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what movie they've got on this weekend, but, uh, yeah, that's on the vast Community page and, and uh, also our events page. So if you want to pop down for a cinema on Saturday night, um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun.
0: Also, Saturday night is Battle of the Bands on the foreshore and, and also a performance with Mama Kin and her vocals and her performance style is just incredible. So there's going to be heaps going on this weekend in that part of the world. Now, <laughs> what else is happening for the city?
1: Yeah, look, um, this time of year, um, between sort of the, the hectic summer period and, uh, and the April school holidays and Easter, which are often quite just as busy, um, we try and get a bit of road works in and, and fix up some of our, our roads during the, the good weather opportunities. Uh, one of those major works that we're doing is the Peel Terrace Roundabout at the end of Causeway Road as you enter uh, Queen Street in the middle of town. That's going to be closed for, for six, seven weeks. Um, from Monday. So just trying to get people make sure that they get it in their head that it, that it will be closed uh, from Monday. In fact, that may be rolled out to Tuesday. Um, we we have got some other works to do on West Street as well, putting some lighting in uh, at that new intersection, Peel and West Street. So a couple of interruptions to traffic, take your time, leave home a couple of minutes earlier, have a look at what the traffic is and think of um, w- which way you're going to divert around those.
0: Well, as long as we're not sitting 40 minutes in traffic like you do in the city, then, uh, in the big, big smoke, that is, uh, I think we're still uh, doing pretty good on the traffic front of the southwest.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, there's there's plenty of ways to get in. Uh, with the new Eastern Link Bridge, you can go around uh, um, to the east and, and then West Street uh, will be reopened after a short closure on, on Monday morning, um, but that, that will be also accessible. So um, just plan ahead. Make sure you give yourself a little bit of extra time if you're dropping the kids in school or heading off to work or whatever, make sure um, that you allow enough time um, for that. These are necessary road maintenance works that we have to do and we try and do them at the best time of year weather-wise and also when there's the least amount of traffic on the road. So, um, yeah, just bear with us.
0: Beauty. Well, Mayor Henley, I will see you at some stage if I'm still breathing after the swim. (laughs)
1: I look forward to giving you a towel and a banana at the uh, the end of the, the race and uh, congratulating on you on being a finisher.
0: Oh, did you say beer? Yes, I can't wait. Thanks so <laughs> much, Man <Matt> Henley. It- <laughs> so that's what I mean when I say everything Southwest here on Triple M. Tune in 6 till 9. There's always heaps more that's happening on the actual show. This is just the condensed bit. If there's ever a story that you think deserves some airtime, well, you know where we are. You've got the social media, Triple M Southwest, or you can call us at the station or you can email us. (laughs) I'm not hard to find. Hey, take care of each other. Wish me luck for the Buzzledon Jetty Swim, and I'll catch you next week. You've been magnificent. I've been Angie.
5: Angie for breakfast.